the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dennis Prager Show. You might say, what is the Wednesday edition? In what way does it differ from the Tuesday or Thursday edition? Well, it has the male-female hour. <laughs> there you see. It was not said in vain. Yes. How many people who have not studied the Bible say in vain? Interesting, no? Well, probably not, now that I think of it. Welcome to the show. I want to read you something from a New York Times article that I, I, I suspect, and this is not any sort of praise of self. It's just an interesting note. I don't think anybody, uh, well, uh, it's hard to say. There's so many people doing fine podcasts and broadcasts. But I wonder if anyone, let me put it that way, will pick this up. In the middle of an article on what is happening uh, in the Middle East, on Tuesday, that's yesterday, as a convoy of 24 trucks carrying much-needed international aid from Israel tried to enter Gaza, they came under mortar fire from Palestinian militants according to Israeli and U.N. officials. Only five of the trucks got through the crossing before the rest were turned back. The trucks contained medical equipment, animal feed, and fuel tanks for the use of international organizations in Gaza. It's just, it's a little sidebar of the evil that Hamas is. Aid to international organizations in Gaza. Helping the people of Gaza was turned back. Was was actually under mortar fire. I love this from Palestinian militants. The new term in the New York Times, World for Terrorists. I don't know when they ever use it except with white supremacists. <laughs> right? Hamas is militants. But the, uh, the supporters of President Trump at, uh, on January 6th, not, not, they, they were terrorists. And I, and I condemned what they did within five minutes of hearing about it that day. You can, I hope they still have a recording of my promo of my show, which I made right after the show. It happened at my time as my show ended. But they're not terrorists. One other thing, Israel is allowing this in. Did you note that? Israel is allowing in medical equipment, f- fuel for uh, fuel tanks and animal feed. Just thought I'd share that with you. We'll have about more, I'll hear about more of that later. 
there's a piece <laughs> that uh, is, if, if this had been in a satire magazine a, a short time ago, uh, even even a year ago, a, a year and a half certainly, uh, it would have been regarded as uh, a joke, uh, obviously. From the Wall Street Journal today, California leftists try to cancel math class. If California education officials have their way, generations of students may not know how to calculate an apartment's square footage. By the way, do you know how to calculate an apartment's square footage? I hope you do. I mean, uh, yes. Well, I, I normally do it because in my listening room, I, I tell the people, you know, it's, it's you know, 20 feet by 15 feet. Oh, I see a whole apartment. That's, that's a good point. That's fair. Well, I, I think that they could put a room in to make it even. I, I, I would be very interested to ask uh, eighth graders. I've got a room. It's it's twenty by fifteen. How how what is the square footage of the room? Or the area of a farm field. But the mathematics of political agitation and organizing will be second nature to them. Get it? The mathematics of political agitation. Yeah. Encouraging those gifted in math to shine will be a distant memory. This will be the result if proposed mathematics curriculum framework which would guide K-12 through instruction in California's public schools is approved by California's Instructional Quality Commission. Love these Orwellian terms. The California Instructional Quality Commission is designed to destroy the quality of education in California. (laughs) Get it? It's worse than going to a witch doctor. If you have cancer and go to a witch doctor, it doesn't get worse. So the, the, a witch doctor has no effect. So it's better. In meetings this week and in August to and ratified by the State Board of Education. The Board of Education of California, being owned by the left, is anti-education. The framework recommends eight times, eight times, that teachers use a troubling document, quote, a pathway to equitable math instruction, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. I want you to savor that for a moment, folks. The, the new brave world, brave new world in which we are entered a pathway to equitable math instruction, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. Not one of you listening can imagine what could be racist about mathematics instruction. This manual claims that teachers addressing students' mistakes forthrightly is a form of white supremacy. 
You have to savor every sentence, folks. This is this is precious. Get it? Addressing students' mistakes forthrightly is a form of white supremacy. It sets forth indicators of, quote, white supremacy culture in the mathematics classroom, including a focus on, quote, ready? Getting the right answer. Getting the right answer is a form of white supremacy. I can't think of a more racist statement. It is not black. Get it? Getting the right answer is not for blacks. It's a form of white supremacy. I swear on all that I regard as holy that overwhelmingly the racism in this country is from the left. The contempt for blacks on the left is so obvious that the fact that the black intellectual class goes along with it only proves how sick the education and colleges. There is no greater self-loathing than a black who adopts leftist rhetoric. That, that is Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom is being a black leftist. That is the true Uncle Tom of our time. Getting the right answer is white the Ku Klux Klan and Aryan, pro-Aryan Nazis would agree with that. Teaching math in a linear fashion, requiring students to show their work and grading them on demonstrated knowledge of the subject matter. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false. Folks, I must say, I have a wild mind. Some might even say an original mind, but I never could have come up with this. Never. The idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuate, perpetuates objectivity. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false. You still going to send your kids to to, uh, public school in California? And many private schools will adopt this as well. 1-8-Prager-776. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. You know, when I bring these matters to your attention, there is always a voice in me thinking, 
have people been vaccinated against the left? That's, that's a worry that I have. Can they do anything that would alarm a liberal? Liberals have different values from leftists, but they vote left. A combination of a brainwashing, in other words, the right is the danger, that's the brainwash, and cowardice. They don't want to lose all their friends and their children prompts them to enable the left. The left could not win a single election, not even in New York City, without liberals. So, I, I, and I wonder, even on, in some cases with conservatives, what, what story can I, what true story may imply a novel What report can I bring to people in which, for example, you might say, I cannot send my child to a a school in California, a public school and most private schools. At what point do we have utter contempt for a person with a PhD in education, unless we know otherwise? I'd rather them have a Ph.D. in gender studies, which is saying something, I might add. The chances that you actually love education, if you have a doctorate in education, are tiny. You love social justice and change. Change. For people on the left, the, the secular board usually... The affluent, secular, and bored. Terrible combination. Change brings excitement. It is an adrenaline rush. That's why the left loves the word change. They say that we conservatives are afraid of change. We're afraid of change that might rupture something good. Like math has correct answers. That's good. Why would we want change in math education? I, I, the concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false. This is the, uh, the bill, the proposed mathematics curriculum framework which will probably be approved by California's Instructional Quality Commission. The framework itself rejects preparing students to take Algebra one in 8th grade, a goal reformers have sought since the 1990s. Students in Singapore, South Korea, and Taiwan master introductory, introductory algebra in 8th grade or even earlier. Many highly selective colleges expect students to take calculus in high school. Ooh, would have ruled me out. When I see letters as opposed to digits in anything mathematical, my brain closes down. My brain says, letters belong in words, not in math. I'm wrong, but I won't eat. I'm just telling you what. My brain says. 
To get to calculus by senior year, students have to proceed on a pathway of advanced courses. The framework condemns this as, quote, a rush to calculus. This is the, you understand? This is the California Instructional Quality Commission. They condemn a rush to calculus and indicates that California schools won't provide such a pathway. California high school graduates may be put at a disadvantage in applying to top colleges. Well, I can only say it serves their parents right for sending their children to a California school. My heart breaks for these parents, but you have been warned. In every way possible, California and most other big state schools are hurting children, really hurting. It was They hurt the children this year by not having school. Teachers' unions, and therefore I'm sorry to say most teachers, not all, most, don't give a damn about students. This year was proof. I'm scared I'll die if I teach a classroom of children. God, what wimps in that profession. Scary indeed. I volunteered to teach for free, to go into a classroom maskless. The framework explicitly rejects, quote, ideas of natural gifts and talents. Really, there's no such thing as natural gifts or talent. Do you, do you hear what I'm, I'm reading to you? This is, this is what these elite commissions come up with? Rejects the idea of natural gifts and talents? Really? Wouldn't, I, I, I want you to know how much I desire. It's, it's on my bucket list, and my bucket list is not large. I've done a lot of things I've wanted to do, met a lot of people I've wanted to meet. But I have to say, having a member of this commission on my show is on my bucket list. So it writes an obituary for gifted and talented programs, which would hobble the rise of so many talented children in California. Under this pedagogy, quote, students must develop a critical consciousness through which they challenge the status quo of the current social order. This is math curriculum. Though, do you want your child to develop a critical consciousness through which they challenge the status quo of the current social order? Send them to a California school. Don't think that kindergarten is too early for such indoctrination. Quote, teachers can take a justice-oriented perspective at any grade level, K through 12. A justice-oriented perspective. Guess what that means. Students could be taught fractions in the distracting process of learning the math of organizing a protest march. There you go. 
You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show, coming to you from California. The Dennis Prager Show. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Hi, everybody. Whenever there's a crisis in the Middle East, and even other times, I have called on two people who edit and publish the media line, the Middle East News Agency. It's the most honest reporting from the Middle East, of which I am aware. It's a high compliment. Felice and Michael Friedson, they are presumably in Jerusalem. Is that correct? Are you in Jerusalem now? We are actually stuck in New York. <laughs> oh, how interesting. We've been bumped from three different flights so far. The flights have been canceled, and it's very, very difficult and frustrating for us. Why? Oh, because of the uh, the, the, the war, not, the airport's been not because of yeah. COVID. Okay. I, no, I understand. All right, so let me let me ask you because you don't have to be in Israel to answer these questions. This is, this is what you follow. The latest news is that President Joe Biden is putting pressure on Israel to stop fighting. Is, is that accurate? Yes, it is. All right, can you uh, elaborate on well, that? Well, you know, President Biden has spoken with Prime Minister Netanyahu four times this week. Uh, He's feeling pressure, as you well know, internationally and locally. Bibi Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, has told him today that he will continue, despite uh, the efforts, to complete what they can in Gaza. They have gone in numerous times to try to diminish uh, the military edge that Hamas holds over Israel. And I feel, uh, reading and looking and speaking to my journalists and speaking to sources, that this is what their goal is this time. How far Israel will be able to go and finish what they're trying to do is hard to ascertain. They've managed to, um, you know, take out a major tunnel as of Tuesday. I don't think people realize the length of that tunnel. It was 7.5 miles and 122 bombs that actually landed on that tunnel. Um, I think what's sad to say in the midst of all this, of course, is that people both, of course, on the Israeli side where 12 were killed and 219 Palestinians were killed, many of them. Israel, of course, is claiming our terrorists uh, are the disaster of all of these actions. Yes. So the the question that enters most people who who don't hate Israel the the first question is if Israel stops fighting there will still be rockets sent over to kill Israelis is there 
an example in history of, and I mean this quite sincerely, is there an example of a country allowing itself to be bombed? Actually, the example, if we could find one, would be Israel, because this isn't the first uh, rodeo for Israel. Uh, there have been these kind of actions with in Gaza, around Gaza, <clears throat> excuse me, with Hamas before, and typically, this is where the concept of asymmetrical warfare plays in. For Israel, an organized modern army, to so to be able to say we defeated the enemy, it would require the removing any ability to continue to fire rockets and to harm the Israeli citizens. For the other side of the equation, when it's all over, putting over in quotes, all they have to do is have one guy crawl out on top of a pile of rubble with a flag in his hand, fire it for a small missile, and they've defeated the big Israelis. So there is a lot at stake, a lot that Israel can or can't do. What we've seen in previous excursions of this nature is that Israel is pretty much given a week to two weeks by the international community, read the United States, to do what they can do, and then they lose their stomach for it. And even though there's more work to be done to prevent this from becoming an every six-year affair, um, it's not good enough that way. And uh, the rest of the international community starts losing their stomach for it. They start pressuring Israel to to stop the fighting. And typically, the fighting stops too soon. Too soon meaning that the total terrorist infrastructure is not destroyed. Dennis, added to this, you have rioting going on, which Hamas is stoking, and this is probably the bigger concern when all is said and done. Rioting going on within Israel? In between, within Israel, between, right, that's right, between, you have between Israeli Arabs and, and Jews. And this is catastrophic because it's something that Israel will have to deal with. It's something that will not leave tomorrow. It's something that Israel, I personally feel, needed to address sooner, and now... If you see more separatism and isolationism and even extremism that some of the scholars are suggesting, this is the real problem. Yes, we have to talk about that. Stay with me, please. They're the uh, finest uh, reporters from Israel in the world, in my opinion, the Media Line, medialine.org, for you to get uh, their updates on the Middle East regularly. I know them many years. They have no axe to grind. They actually love truth. Amazing thing in contemporary media. Hey, by the way, I'd like to uh, remind you folks. I'm speaking to the people who run the media line, the remarkable objective source of news from the Middle East. You can go to themedialine.org and get it for free. And they are Michael and Felice Friedson. And uh, I feel exactly as you do that the big worry is what we are seeing with the Arab population within Israel, that it's a much bigger threat to stability and security for Israel than the Hamas battle. So, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what we're also seeing is a master class in proxy terror given by the Ayatollah. Iran is all over these things. These these tens of thousands of missiles that are in the possession of Hamas came from Iran. Everything is done with Iran, say so, with their dollar, dollars that came from the United States. They have a score to settle because for four years, 
they weren't able to budge under the pressure of the airstrikes by Israel. There were hundreds of them. Their munitions were taken out. Their oil business was devastated. They have to set the pace right now to say and hope that it's an administration that's going to run the other way. This is what we're capable of doing. If you don't give us billions of dollars on pallets flown in in the middle of the night, there's going to be a lot more of this. And he's got to find the takers. At the same time, Hezbollah up north, with more than 150,000 missiles in their possession, much more sophisticated missiles than the ones we're seeing these weeks, um, they're ready to pounce, and they're studying it. They're doing their intelligence on it. They're actually um, enjoying that Israel is showing how they react to what and giving them the opportunity to see just how many missiles it takes. Sounds like a joke, but it's not. How many missiles does it take to overwhelm the Iron Dome or one of the other systems? Why did they not join now, Hezbollah? I have to ask the Ayatollah that. There's still a little deterrence factor left from the United States. There's still a question of how far they can get and where they can go. And they have an immediate agenda on the table. They're there, you know, in Vienna now. They're negotiating. They don't need to go and, and shoot the whole deck if they can just take part of it and do the uh, the missile stuff that they're doing now and let it go for a couple of weeks and, and let it fall into the cycle that runs about every six years. All right, let's go back to uh, the uh, the Arab. 20% of Israel is Arab. They're all Correct. They're all Israeli citizens, same rights, same, same voting. They have their own parties, which is tragic, but it, it's a fact. If we had a parliamentary system in the United States, there would be black parties, Hispanic parties, white parties. The parliamentary system uh, has a lot of disadvantages, but that's a separate question. So what 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 is going on here? What agitates Israeli Arabs? Actually, Israeli Arabs don't feel that they have equal rights to Israelis. They feel that they've been neglected. They don't feel that they're taken in in the workforce the same way, given the same rights. They don't. They feel that they're second-class citizens. Some of it is reality. Some of it's not. And but even if they think it's not, it's the reality. It's something that the Israeli politicians have neglected. You've only seen in recent years everyone scurrying to embrace the Arab vote and help the Arab societies, including Prime Minister Netanyahu. Well, Hamas obviously saw it for the taking, and what you've seen is, you know, Jew kill Arab, Arab kill Jew within Israel. You've also seen a fear factor that's really developed in mass in Israel. You're sensing it, speaking to people that are concerned about the future of the state. It's going to take a lot of money, and there's no budget now because we're headed maybe into a fifth election, possibly. We don't know where, you know, that will end. But primarily, people have to look at what is the cost of this, not the war, because that really, it's not even a war, it's a conflict that didn't really develop into a full-fledged war. But the reality is that is going to be the primary problem that everyone is going to have to figure out how to solve. Well, generally, groups have a list of demands. What would be the top three of Israeli Arabs? Equality in terms of education, I think, is number one, feeling that they will be able to to go the next level in terms of workplace hiring them. You know, I've seen even on a local level taxi drivers for part of a taxi a group 
having to hire Israeli Arabs because they fought back and said, well, you're only Israelis that are being hired. And actually, it was brought to the attention in the media, and subsequently they ended up hiring Israeli Arabs. That's one example. I think it's an important example. Wait, I, I didn't quite understand that. They were not being hired as taxi drivers? They were not being hired in a particular company. And, and wha- why? Company was made wha- up. Why? Were they just You'd bigots? You'd have to ask the owner of uh-huh. that what, what do you suspect? That maybe people felt comfortable with Israeli drivers. And oh, not I see. And that's I, probably I why. But every, every one of these individual businesses have their own reasons in areas of defense. Israel will not hire Israeli Arabs for certain positions. That's all right. Hold on, hold on with me. This is really important. It seems intractable, and I hope it is not. Go to themedialine.org. I'm Dennis Prager. We continue. Hi, everybody. I want to tell a caller, Mary, in Chicago, to call during the third hour. It's a very important question. She and I presume her husband will be meeting with a school principal. She wants me to give them a list of questions. That's great. I will. In the meantime, back to the Friedsons, Michael and Felice, editors and publishers of the Media Line, a Middle East news agency. So here's the 64,000 shekel question. Do you believe that things would be different if the President of the United States were Donald Trump? Oh, my (laughs) tennis. You are asking a tough question that many are saying that because President Trump, like him or dislike him, uh, had strength, he showed an ironclad fist to the Ayatollah Khomeini. That is the reason that Iran might not have pushed buttons in terms of what just went down with Hamas. So is it possible? Yes. On the other hand, Hamas has also international inclinations here. They're, they are looking at the world not seeing their cause. They also are looking at the Palestinian Authority, and they also feel strongly that they wanted to really dislodge Fatah's um, you know, state of, of where they sit at the moment, which, of course, has also decreased. You look at Abbas, and he has lost a lot of um, popularity amongst his own people. Hamas right now, after this whole entire nine days into, you know, a tenth day of this conflict, has gained a lot of momentum and really has won in the eyes of most of the Palestinians. So it might well have happened even if Donald Trump were president, you're saying? It might have. There's part of it that might have happened. I don't think it would have been on this scale. Hamas is still in the specter of a possible election. And for that election, they're telling the people that Fatah talks and Hamas wins and gets something. Even if there's destruction, they still come out on top in the end. That's a very powerful message. So that part probably would have come out. But it's unlikely that they would have had the green light to fire the the thousands of All right. people. Well, have we have fired. less than a minute left. Does the average, I know you don't know the answer. I just want you to guess. Does the average Israeli Arab wish Israel to be destroyed as a Jewish state? No, that's a very tough question to answer. I don't feel that the average Israeli Arab 
really would like to see that happen. They benefit too much from the state of Israel. Now, but Dennis, your question is, as a Jewish state, I think that many Arabs who don't wish the destruction of the state of Israel do wish the change of the state of Israel from Jewish state to a secular state. My friends, I thank you. I strongly recommend all of you. It's free and it's honest, as you heard now. That's themedialine.org. I'm Dennis Prager, the male-female hour coming up.